Hobby Addict の時間です It's time for Hobby Addict And now here are your anime addicts Everybody and welcome to I can't believe it, but it's the 175th episode of Hobby Addicts. Oh my goodness! It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a very pleasing number. It is. It's a not. It's a pretty good number. I like it. And、uh, I am your host Mitsugi, and you have heard the voices of two wonderful people. We have the one and only Mandy from Cincinnati.、Hi. How are you, Mandy? I'm doing alright. I'm.、Uh, it's a sleepy time for me. <laughs> I'm、it's、so tired,、aw. but I'll. A power through. I'm good. Well, you're and you're going to be talking about Moonlighter today, which yes, kind of sounds like you know something to do with not sleeping. So you know, <laughs> just go with that. Yep. And、is、we also related have, to why you're sleepy. Yeah, is it? No, no, it's、okay. not actually. <laughs> and we also have Mason, who is、uh, hailing from up in the New England area, up in Connecticut. That's that's right. How are you, Mason? I'm doing pretty excellent. It's been a lovely day today, and、oh, wow. just just keeping with the flow. It's an excellent, lovely day. I'm so happy, and、uh, I hope everybody listening is also having a happy, lovely day. So,、uh, I wish you all the best in this、uh, almost summer, almost officially fall. We're we will be there next week. So, looking forward to that, guys. Today in this episode, we're we're going to be talking some、uh, games. We're we're going to be talking. I'm assuming Moonlighter is a game. Is that right? Yes, correct.、Okay. Got it. Uh, you never let me down, Mandy. And、um, I would also <laughs> say that I'm going to talk about D- Darkest Dungeon and my uh, my uh, my escape from the Darkest Dungeon. Not too. I'm not going to be go at, at it too much at length, but、um, it is a point of suffering and misery for me. And I feel、I'm、so I, excited. I need a debrief. The, and, this、um, escape is both in the game and out of the game. Absolutely, it's, I'm going to get all that. It's a two pronged escape. And 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 by far, I think the most exciting topic today that we are all just. Completely un- unexpected, and、uh, you know, I don't know what to say. Mason's going to discuss bird watching, and that is just something that I am just—I have—I've、uh, never heard anybody discuss this, and I'm really very interested to hear about it. As you maybe should be, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We'll find out.、Um, who would like to begin?、Um, you know what? Why don't we、Let's、hear about bird watching? Yeah, I'm excited say, about bird、oh, watching. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, let's do some bird watching, Mason. That's that's me. So. I have never really gone bird watching before, and I've got a friend in my office who's just one of those guys who loves to try things. And he、okay. said, "Mason, did you hear about this this big like migration of birds going on this week?" And I, of course, as a as a nerd who stays inside all day, did not hear about such a thing. But apparently, over New England around this. Second week of September is when a lot of the the hawks,、uh, the raptors, the buitos, the cypeters, all these kind of big boy birds、uh, start migrating southward for the fall and winter. So like now is the popular time to hang out and look at them. And there was like this whole event today at Lighthouse Point Park in New Haven where they just kind of it was definitely probably ninety percent bird enthusiasts. And ten percent <laughs> me and my coworker friend who have no idea about birds are like we 
we're so unprepared. Like we just come waddling up, you know, ready to learn about these flapping things. I like and everyone. <laughs> everyone else is decked out with like proper headgear. They've got like multiple binoculars, multiple scopes on multiple like stands and chairs. And they are in this. They are camped out, ready to watch some birds. And we were woefully unprepared. Well, what do you what 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 do you need? Like binoculars? Well, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm young. I, I, I can see birds in the sky. I should be able to see these bigger birds in the same sky. But and you could see a lot of them up close. But there was people were just saying like, oh, we got a red tailed hawk at like two o'clock, five clicks up. And I'd see maybe a dot in the sky. And everyone, this whole crowd of like 50 people would just swivel and snap to this bird's position and start like calling out facts about it. What? And I was like, I. I, I don't I don't see anything. And eventually, like after like 20 minutes, they had some like spare binoculars and they like lent it to us. And that definitely helped. Uh, oh, and my, it was, oh, my gosh. And on the tree to the right, we have the shallow bellied cardinal. So oh majestic. My, it, it was it was I like it was almost amazing because like I want to kind of make fun of these people. But like they were just so passionate, enthusiastic, and like knowledgeable about like what was going on, and they could identify like gender differences from like half a wow. mile away. Holy shit! It was I was just like impressed, and this is definitely something I could not see myself getting into. Yeah, but it was. I mean, it was just a lovely day. We walked around a bit, and then they had like uh, like scheduled like walks where they would go through like different habitats where you'd be more likely to see like egrets or cormorants or various like more water dwelling birds there was a duck that somebody brought mm. this like group and she was she was like warning everybody like watch out he's a nibbler and he would just like croak like a frog when anybody got close it was amazing I, I it was spectacular ducks. i love ducks i so. love ducks they're so, they, so they're great um and of course as you might have seen on other platforms uh, the monarch butterflies are also in in bloom, I guess I would call it. So there was a bunch of butterflies going around. There was a massive beehive I saw that was oh, like shit. straight out of Winnie the Pooh. It was oh, like so cartoonishly see, see, huge. See, now you've got my attention. Now it in. was, it was great. And uh, I don't know. It was on this little beach with a lighthouse. I posted some pictures in uh, the live stream channel on the Discord. Uh, I didn't take too many bird photos because there was something kind of relaxing to just like knowing that you wouldn't be able to to get a good picture so you didn't even try you could just like focus on seeing them and just watching it and not not being on your phone all the time so it was nice mason you are you are a special breed of human you know i uh I, i try to come up with interesting things to talk about on this thing and it it actually kind of forces me in some small way to get out there and try it. And it was great. I give it uh, a six out of 10. I was very unknowledgeable, but for a once in a year kind of thing, <laughs> Did it you was just good. score bird watching? Yeah, yeah. A six out of 10. <laughs> six out of 10. Six wow. out of 10. Bird watching. A decent, yeah, yeah. a decent score, not too high. You know, not, you're not setting the bar too high for people's expectations. Uh, yeah, I'm very much a, a noob when it comes to it. I know, I know my limitations. So maybe I just haven't gotten to the deep lore of the, uh, bird extended universe but it was good it was a good little trip well i'm glad you enjoyed nice. it i have I never been bird watching um i don't even know i guess i guess i could go on like meetup.com and find a bird watching group but 
Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, but um, I, 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 I'm, I'm now just now that you're in leave. Colorado, yeah, you might see more. I'm sure you, there was not much migration in Florida. No, well, I mean, Florida, we have a lot of egrets, and um, yeah, but like, you know, you mostly see them walking around in parking lots and crap because there's just not a lot of, you know, in the in the cities in Florida, there's really not a lot of uh, like place for wildlife to live, so. You see these birds, these egrets are like walking around in like drainage ditches and shit. It's kind of sad, but I think they're like protected too in Florida. I don't think you can, you can't do anything to them. We get cardinals here and they're gorgeous. They're like bright red birds. Yeah, I I saw two cardinals today and they Hmm. were, yeah, we get them in uh, Chicago, which is where I most often like associate them with besides St. Louis. The, uh, and, uh, yeah, they're they're cool birds. Those guys in blue jays are very like visually striking. It's the, easy uh, to tell what they are, so I like that. The northern cardinal, the state bird of West Virginia, my hometown, my home, my home base. So, thanks for the my shout mom out. and I would sometimes sit outside and watch hummingbirds because my mom loves hummingbirds. Mm-hmm. So she puts out these feeders in the backyard, and we fill it up with uh, sugar water. And I sat there one time just filming this little hummingbird just eating out of it. He's just oh, nice. loving that sugar water so much. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was funny because there were some hummingbirds at the place today. But like when they're that far away, you couldn't tell if it was a hummingbird or a dragonfly, depending. So you had to watch like oh. their flight pattern to see if like yeah. they dipped up and down vertically. I see. Yeah, because they're both. Yeah, they're both pretty small. Yeah, dra- mm-hmm. hummingbirds are small and dragonflies get massive yeah there's there's some big boys over there (laughs) dragonflies are cool actually the best part and then i'll be done was that i'm just like a person who knows that a big bird is a better bird and that's the bigger the bird i'm more impressed by so there was a bunch of times where a substantially bigger bird than like a uh, a hawk would come by and I'd be like oh my goodness this is one of the big boys and they're like no that's just a seagull like don't worry about it <laughs> I was like oh, oh just the seagull here comes the He's big guy no no, no 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 sweet child that's just a seagull <laughs> exactly so wow. I was quickly educated but it was it was a good time all right well always a good time with Mason you just never know what you're going to bring to the table so the rest of us have some kind of like logical consistency to us but uh but Mason, you just don't know. I mean, it could be I anything. Mean, I mean, I could talk about hockey every day. I could talk about music every day, but uh got to mix it up sometimes. All right, Mandy. Moonlighter, which kind of yeah. sounds like a Bond movie, James Bond movie. Um, <laughs> well, what, are, what are we talking about here? Moonlighter. So this is an indie roguelite shopkeeping game uh, by Digital Sun. And um, this mm. isn't new it came out a year ago but um it was one of those games that i had on my list i was like i'm gonna snag this up when it goes on sale and it just went on sale on the switch for like 12 dollars. i'm like ah awesome that's the perfect price for me so (laughs) i went ahead and bought it on the switch um it's also available on steam and xbox one i'm not sure i think it's on ps4 could be wrong no no it's not sure it is no it's not it is not i lied but it's 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 perfect for the switch it's, uh, yes, that's uh, the switch is the best place to play uh, it. Uh, I'm, I'm just saying, honestly, it could be on the PS4. I don't really know. I'm just saying that because I want. I'm oh. trying to protect myself. 
Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, so Moonlighter is um, a it's a game with procedural dungeons and random loot, and there are two different cycles to it. You play as this character named Will, who runs a shop inside of like a fantasy world, and there are these dungeons that open up. There's five of them, and each one has three different floors to them, each with their own boss. You have to defeat the boss to get to the next floor. Um, so the objective of the game is to go into the dungeon, get items, and sell them inside of your shop and so it has Love kind it. of um two different cycles to it there's a night and day cycle but then there's also like the dungeon and the shop cycle um so it has really nice pixel graphic art style that i just love and that's what attracted me to it um i don't know i'm really into that sort of old school pixel style games and then um it has some really fantastic music by david fenn who did the music for titan souls if anyone's played that game um so to start off with like the dungeon part of the game, which is like where all the combat is going to this like, you know, the more intensive gameplay part of the game. It's um where they like I said, there are five different dungeons that you can go through. You have to you have to get through one dungeon to get to the next one. So the first one that you start out with is kind of like the slime dungeon. And don't say the D word around mitts. Oh dungeon. I, I, oh. I am I, okay. <laughs> He's getting like triggered you all every single place? time. Uh. <laughs> PTSD, I'm it sorry. It is. It is a travesty. <laughs> it is a travesty. <laughs> so, um, then you get progressively harder. Uh, and the game, which I thought was really funny when I started off, it has three different um, difficulties to it, but it starts off on hard and it says this game is meant to be played on hard. Oh, God. And normal. It just says basically uh, only if you want to experience the story, which I thought was really funny because there's like no story in this. So <laughs> it's like I don't know who would want to play on normal. And then there's very hard, which I, I just chose hard just to start off with because that's the, what they intended for you to play on. So that's what I chose. Um, I think my biggest issue with this game so far is there's not like a wide variety of combat styles you start off with it's funny you start off with a broom and then you hit a moment in the game where it's like you you it's designed for you to fail you have to fail that moment to progress and someone pulls you out of the dungeon and is like what are you doing in the dungeon with a broom you dumbass <laughs> so um i'm sweeping and then that's where you, yeah exactly i was like trying to smack a golem with a broom and it just kicked my ass <laughs> and um, then you start opening up more um, different weapon weapons that you can get. So you can start off with the typical sword and shield, and there's like a large sword, and then there's like a polearm. There are gloves for hand-to-hand -hand combat, and there's a bow. And then um, each of them have like pluses and negatives to them. Some are slower, some do more damage, and like the bow like does barely any damage, but you can attack from like across the room. And you can switch between them if you want. If you even unlock all of those. I only have sword and shield right now. But, um, and then each of the, like a, each, like I said, each of them has a boss that you have to beat the boss to get to the next level. And uh, I think the, um, the core, like, uh, gameplay is trying just to learn boss attack patterns because it's a very dodge intensive okay. game where you have to dodge at the right moment and strike when you can. So uh, it is difficult but i think once you learn boss patterns it probably will get a lot easier as you go along i could definitely see that happening um so what happens is that they 
enemies, all enemies in the game drop items, and you can either use these items to sell at your shop or upgrade your equipment, and you have limited bag space, which means that you have to decide when to give up items or when to leave the dungeon, oh, because... Um, yeah, you only have so much space. Um, there's also cursed loot, which means that you have to put it in a very specific spot in your bag. There's someone like, you have, this has to be in the bottom of your bag, or this one has to be on the side, or if you have it, whatever is to the left of this item is going to get destroyed when you leave. And so it, it kind of like makes you think about where you need to put it in your bag to make sure you get as much stuff out of the dungeon as you want, as you can. Um, there's also held slots and there's bag slots. Held slots stay with you no matter what. The bag slots, if you die in the dungeon, everything in those slots would disappear. And you can't oh, reclaim them. Like, you can't just fight back to where you were and get them again, like, you know, Dark Souls style. Okay. They're just gone. So you have some skin in the so, game, So, yes. Um, and, but you can leave the dungeon or whatever you want using your pendant. So if you like fill up your bags, you're like, oh man, I've got enough stuff. I'm just going to leave. You can just use your pendant to get out and you can take all that stuff with you. The problem with doing that though is it's free to do, but you, when you go back in the dungeon, you start all the way over again. You can pay to have a portal made and it costs gold and you have to, you know, make a portal so then you can leave the dungeon and go right back to where you left off. So there's kind of like, deciding whether or not you just want to leave for free or if you want to spend gold to make a portal. Um, and so that's that's basically the dungeon portion of the game. Then there's the shop portion of the game. This and is this what I'm is... interested in, because I yeah. was going to ask, how does this game compare to Reseter? I was going to say and, that and, as well, because I you, love Reseter. And then you just went into the dungeon stuff, and I'm like, what if I just want to be a shopkeeper? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I also played Reseteer, and I loved that game. And this reminds me a lot of it. I think um, Reseteer had a had a more in-depth shop portion to it. I think this one tried to focus more on the combat than Reseteer did. So it's kind of like, yeah, it'd be awesome if you could take both of them and push them together. <laughs> so um, in the shop portion of the game, you can open up your shop during the day and it will close up at night. And your goal is to basically just earn money by guessing what the current market wants or needs. Oh my so um, the game doesn't really give you a base price for items right off the bat. It, it'll show you like price, question mark, question mark, question mark. And you kind of have to guess what you think that item is worth. And you, I usually start off very high to see what people think. And so when buyers come in and look at your items, they'll have expressions on them. And um, some will get mad and just walk out of your store because it's too expensive. Some will look extremely happy because your price is too low. So you kind of have to keep adjusting your prices to try to figure out um, something that'll make them happy and make them want to pay for it, but also so that you're not selling your things too cheap. And uh, you can also flood the market with items, meaning that people no longer want to pay buy your item at the base price that you set because you've, like, say you've sold a few stacks of whetstone for, like, you know, like 10 stacks of whetstone for 50 gold each. All of a sudden, your customers are like, I don't want to pay that price because the, the market is flooded with whetstone. So now they only want to pay, like, 10 gold each. Product dumping. Yeah. So Is, is there um, any haggling? Or is it mainly just haggling with yourself on what Reseteer price to set? did haggling. This one Correct. does not, at least not to where I am in the game. I'm, I, I don't it, know it if It seems like you haggle stuff. more with the market. And yes, exactly. Gotcha. Yeah. Rather than like individual um, customers. 
Right. So you always want to try to sell a variety of items and just keep constantly adjusting your prices and try and figure out how to get the most out of them. And um, you also have to deal with thieves. Some people try to steal stuff. You have to roll into them and knock them out, <laughs> get your stuff back. Um, because if they make it out of your store, they're gone. They've stolen your shit. Um, there are also customers that come in that want specific items, kind of like Reseteer. And there are people who give you like a quest. They're like, I want this item. And you have so much time to get that item in stock. And they'll come back if you do have it. And um, you can eventually hire more people to come and help run your shop as well. And in the town, you're probably like, well, what, what the hell am I going to use all this money for? In the town, you can. Um, there's a board in town where you can... Um, open up new shops and upgrade your own shop so you can open up a shop that'll sell armor and weapons for you to make it so that you can get through the dungeons easier. You can um, open up a shop that'll sell and craft potions for you and stuff like that. So then you can also upgrade your own shop with like more display cases. You can um, like get stuff that'll help you keep your shop open longer and you can also get like a tip jar so every time someone buys something they leave you a little bit of a tip. It's, 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 I don't know, there's a lot to it. I think the um, issue that I have with this game is that I can see it becoming extremely repetitive. That happened with me with Rats of Tear as well. So my question um, of with all these spend money to make money games is what's what's the end state? Is there a you've reached uh, 8,000 gold in 50 days that's considered victory? That's the difference between this and Reseteer. Reseteer okay. had where um, the objective was just to keep your store open because you had to pay rent. Yep. And this one, um, it's basically to get through the dungeons. So you try, I guess the end of the game is getting through all of the dungeons. Gotcha. And, they do and the get shop is just hard. how you funnel yes. your, I see. Yeah. So, um, yeah, like I was saying, I think it'd be great if they took Reseteer and this and pushed them together, because I think this one does the dungeon part. There's a little bit more to the dungeon part than Reseteer had. Reseteer basically just had, like, you hire an adventurer and you, like, swing your sword. <laughs> exactly. You're just within the shop. <laughs> yeah. But I like the shop portion of Reseteer more than this one, though. So, yeah, I mean... I could see it becoming very repetitive because, like I said, there's like no story to it. You could talk to people and you can read notes in the dungeon to kind of get a story out of it, but it's not like some really grand thing going on. So if you're looking for like uh, something with a really in-depth story, you're not going to find it here. But um, I don't know. I think I'm still going to keep playing it, though, because I'm I'm enjoying it, though. I think it's something that I would... I'm going to have a lot of fun playing on and off. Like, oh, I'll play, you know, for a few hours and then skip for a few days and play it again. But having mm -hmm. your own shop is so much fun. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah, right? I would love more games like that. I love Reseteer. I, I do want to say this game is on PS4. So I knew that safe. already, Mason. Thank you very I... much. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case people got confused yeah, with their that. sarcasm. Look at that art style, though. I love the art style to it. Yeah, I saw you mentioning it, uh, I think, a couple days ago when it went on sale. And mm -hmm. I looked at it, but I, I I figured I need the full Mandy review before I commit. <laughs> yeah, it, it depends on how you play your games. I think if you like to just sit down and play a single game from start to finish, you're probably going to struggle through this one. But if you're someone like me who likes to play for a few hours, then go do something else and then, like, you know, <laughs> to watch come back to it a few days later. Hunter Hunter. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah exactly. Right. Go through, like, 20 episodes of Hunter Hunter, come back. <laughs> then I think you get a lot more out of it. 
Well, I think I'm ready for this thrilling conclusion yeah, to the too. saga that has plagued all of us now for <laughs> millennia. <laughs> what, Darkest Dungeon? Yeah. Is, 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 is that what, what we are referring to? Uh, that's what I was implying. It is a travesty. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, I love it. Darkest Dungeon is uh, a game that has been tormenting me for um, some time now, I would say. the And I have other drops from Darkest Dungeon here. This is probably my favorite. There can be no hope in this hell. No hope at all. <laughs> that's pretty much how... That's how I will probably describe Darkest Dungeon and what your life will become. Um, <laughs> I did finish the game. I, I completed all of the caretaker's uh, quests and finish the game. I did not get the platinum trophy because to do so, you you have to beat the game in a certain amount of time, and I was way over the time limit. So, um, but you know what? I'm I'm okay with that. Um, Darkest Dungeon. I started playing this game right after Mandy reviewed it. Like what was that? Like two months ago or something? Something like that. And it's been pretty. It's it's been all I've been playing since then. I put Dragon Quest Builders aside for a bit. And um, <clears throat> I picked that back up now this morning, but uh, Darkest Dungeon, not a game for the, for the faint of heart. The, <laughs> uh, I lost something like 60 people um, throughout the course of the game, and um, there's just like a lot of pain that you feel in, in, in Darkest Dungeon when you lose a car- when you lose a fighter, because like you may only have like one Houndmaster or one Hellion or something. And if that character dies, in the game, you, you lose that character forever. And getting another level six Hellmaster, if you don't already have like another one in development, it takes forever. Um, it really is a huge setback when you when you uh, when you lose somebody. The game is just like so unforgiving. I mean, I'm I'm not sure it's as hard as Dark Souls, but it's up there. Um, it's just like the the way that the game is portrayed. It's like if you like when you're fighting boss fights, um, you know, in in the game. The boss will like take characters from you. Like the siren will will um, like play their siren song and brainwash one of your people, or like the witch will put them in your will put them in a cauldron. Or, oh yeah, I hate that one. Or the uh, um, the like the drowned crew, the the drowned like pirates. They will put like a chain around your guys. And if you try to fl- if you're getting your ass just handed to you in a boss fight, um, and you try to flee from the boss. If any of those things have happened, and in those in those particular boss fights, it's kind of like a constant thing that's occurring because that's part of the boss mechanic. Like, if if you run from the fight and one of your people is in the cauldron, that person dies. Like, you can't get them yep. back. Um, the and the boss fights are super difficult. Um, I mean, the towards the end of the game on the third level, like champion champion difficulty, the even just getting to the boss is hard. You know, because like it's it's amazing how a couple critical hits from the opponent and a couple misses on your end can just end your whole dungeon run. And some of these dungeons, you know, you, you're, they, they, they're pretty long. I mean, um, a dungeon run with a boss is like, you know, you'll, you'll play through the dungeon for like 20 minutes just to get to the boss, just to have a crack at it. And it's pretty tough. Um, I got to the darkest dungeon, the actual, like the actual darkest dungeon, which I hadn't touched at all until like the very end. It's four levels long. The first level has, a boss called the Shuffling Horror. Um, it was probably the most epic boss fight in the game for me, I think. And um, this dungeon is even worse than the other ones. I mean, not only do you lose people when they die, but in this, in, in in the actual darkest dungeon, 
if you flee from the dungeon, like like on the other dungeons, you can just retreat, and you know you, you, your guys don't die. They suffer some like stress damage, but they don't die. And but in darkest dungeons, darkest dungeon level, when you flee from the dungeon, someone has to quote unquote stay behind so that the other heroes can escape. So the penalty for, <laughs> for the penalty for not completing the dungeon when you do it is you lose a person and they pick them at random. So like if you only had one oh. if you if you only had one healer left um and you were just like that unlucky son of a bitch, you know, the healer could get taken and then you're left without a healer. And then what are you doing? You're grinding up another healer. Um or even worse, like maybe you're in a dungeon and the reason why you fled is because someone died. And you're down to like three people, which makes the game like pretty much impossible. So you're like, oh, well, well, like, oh, someone died. So now I'm screwed. Now I have to flee. So then you flee. Well, now you've lost, lost two. Another. Now you've lost two people because you, you someone died and, and you lost one from fleeing. Not only that, when you, if you complete the darkest dungeon, they also penalize you. So like basically if you, and there's four levels. So you got four people in this dungeon. If you manage to complete the first level, for example, None of the people that played that were that went through the dungeon will ever go back in the darkest dungeon. They are so fearful of it that your fighters basically get an icon next to their name on the screen that means that you cannot use them again in future darkest dungeon runs. So it gets to the point where where you have 12 people sitting on the sideline because you've completed three floors of this dungeon and then you're basically going through the final boss with like the scraps of what's whatever's left and um it's just really <clears throat> really difficult um but the boss fights like the shuffling horror it was such a rewarding fight um it's the kind of fight where you are like the dungeons worn you down and you get to the boss and you're like i don't think i can do this my guys are like all oh, they're all stressed out and in darkest dungeon like if your guys suffer enough stress they'll have a heart attack man 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 you went through that before but oh yeah i lost one of my bounty hunters to that and that was that was really painful yeah it's it's it happened to me a lot, and um, the shuffling horror. Like I got into that boss fight, and um, everybody was like close to being afflicted with some kind of a, like, you know, once the stress gets so high, they like kind of quote unquote like slip into madness, I guess. And they were all pretty close to that point. And um, by the time I got through the the boss fight, I had like two people were at zero health. They were all like on death's door, so they're they're doing like death saving rolls. Mm-hmm. For those of you that like know um, D and D, and I think I had another guy that was like getting ready to have a heart attack. Like it takes you to it takes you to the brink of like complete party wipe. Um, in that boss fight, and I ended up not losing anybody in that fight. Um, nice because I don't know how that happened. I just kept getting lucky with with the death save rolls or whatever. But it didn't matter because after you finish him, after I won, like you could never use those guys again anyway. So they might as well have died in the boss fight. Um. <laughs> Yeah, it, it it was a. I will say that it's a game that I enjoyed playing very much. Um, I I don't think I'll ever forget the Darkest Dungeon. Um, super good game, but not a game for everybody. I mean, this is a game where you. Are, I definitely could not play this game. I mean, really? I've, why? I've, I've really? played. I've played pretty much all the DLC of Dark Souls. I've like difficult games, but those are so much like skill based. Like every time I fail, every time I die, which is a lot, it's I'm always like, oh, I messed it up. I, I goofed. I I did bad. It wasn't from some percentage based lux thing of a draw of a randomizer. Like this game well, feels like it's 
it's a different a different kind of hard. And yes, you can prep the best you can going into the dungeon, but there's just the odds that things will not work out. And I I I just can't do those kind there's of games. There's still a lot of strategy to it though. Oh, uh, no I doubt. Mean, it, no it, doubt. It's but. really it's it really amazing. It's a decision making game. It's like you say Yeah, for sure. You're like, oh, I have a I have a sixty percent chance to hit for between thirteen and twenty damage. Or I have an eighty. Do I want to take the chance? Yeah, do I wanna do I wanna risk missing? Like what is the situation in the fight? It's like or or I can um take it or I can have a ninety five percent chance to hit throw some poison darts and get like four damage plus like four points of poison damage every like for the next three turns. So like you kind of have to weigh the the decisions or, or, or do I heal right. here? Do I, do I heal or do I attack or, you know, whatever. So like, but there, there were like a lot of times where like the random number generator definitely hosed me, I would say. <laughs> I think everyone does. I mean, yeah. maybe this is just a, a, a part of my psyche where just my success and failure, I don't like it coming down to anybody else. Well, maybe, maybe that's well, what Dark it is. Dark Souls, what if it comes down to janky camera movements? <laughs> <laughs> something, something get good. What if your shield breaks? <laughs> hmm. I yeah. have never had a shield break in <laughs> so Dark Souls or Sekiro or what have you. So I was, I was always go, I, I, so I was goading Kazuo on Twitter into, into this because he's like, he's been on Twitch and he's been doing his, his playing games on Twitch or whatever. And oh, this would be a great game for live oh streaming. Oh my God, because it's so oh, yeah. infuriating. <laughs> And it's, it can be it can be so miserable, and so um, I just don't think that like he said he has the game, and I'm like picturing Cosmo, and like I know him very well, and I'm like this is not a game Cosmo would enjoy. Like this is a game. No, I don't think so. This is a game where you suffer every minute of it. You everything about this. I mean, I mean the the drops in the game alone are just misery. I mean, the guy he's taunting you the whole damn time, um, and. It's just from start from start to finish, the game is just nothing but suffering. Like then, that, that's kind of what they want. So, but um, good recommendation by Mandy for sure. Um, I love you and I hate you at the same time. For this recommendation, <laughs> You're welcome. I'll try my best to find more for you. Um, I, I can say that it, that um, if another game came out that's like this one, I would play it. I would I, and I would play hmm. I would play Darkest Dungeon two if they ever made it. Um. And I, and I encourage people that like a good challenge and like a turn-based like dungeon crawl. Like as a turn-based dungeon crawl, the game is fantastic. It, it really is. Um, every character class it feels to- feels so different from each other, and there's like 16 of them. Um, just know that you will um, you will you will suffer. Really nice dark art style too. Very nice. Yeah. And uh, the narrator just sells it. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's it the best. It is a travesty. He actually Impressive. does. He's actually a narrator for a lot of Lovecraftian um, audiobooks. Got it. He does such a fantastic job with it. Well, he has a great voice. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. So the end of the game made almost no sense at all. I'm not gonna like go into it. <laughs> I'm not gonna go into it. it. The game didn't have much of a story. It didn't need one. Um, yeah. You know, it's a basically this guy's doing like experiments on the, the universe or some dark art or something. I don't know. And he, he ends up getting into some shit, but. I'm free, and so I've started a farm in. Oh, and I played the game almost entirely, not almost entirely not sober, which is probably not the best move. Um, <laughs> but um, now, but now I get to, so. I'm, but now I'm taking a total 180. I'm going from hell, just the hellish nightmare of Darkest Dungeon, to just the peaceful, soothing. I'm gonna plant cabbages in Dragon Quest Builders too, Aww. and it's just um, chibi cabbages to heal the soul. Um, I don't want to get. I finished. 
Yeah. A fire emblem. Oh. Finally. Mm-hmm. And were you satisfied? Um, I don't really have much to say about it. Uh, that the story went uh, bazonkers. But, <laughs> like, I'm not even entirely sure what happened, but I love the characters. The characters are what sold it for me. I have a feeling I'll be talking about Dragon Quest Builders 2 next week. Um, awesome. There is one cool thing I bumped into in the game that I'll just mention, and I'm going to talk about it more later, more next time. Is that you can you can save snapshots of your like towns or whatever you make, and upload them to a bulletin board, and you can, you can so you can view other people's work. Some of the shit people have made in this is nuts. I mean, totally insane. Like I don't know how in the hell like if someone someone like recreated Tokyo. I'm like what, like I'm like how, who has the time? And then I'm pretty sure that once you get to the multiplayer phase of the game, you can actually enter their creation and and like walk through their world that they make that they've made well i think i think i haven't gotten that far yet but that's kind of what i gathered from the explanation but like that sounded pretty impressive so we'll we'll talk about that next week with any luck so anything else guys we're we're just about at time no this was this was this was pretty good this was excellent and we and we miss enzo very much wherever he is calculating um taxes or whatever whatever he's doing i wish him the best i hope he doesn't get any uh Paper cuts at work. So. <laughs> <laughs> paper cuts are the worst. Yeah, they, they suck. I haven't had paper cut in a while, and I'm very thankful for that. All right, I get them all the time. Ooh, okay. All right, and on that note, <laughs> we got to get out of here. Paper cuts are too much, too much for me to handle. Uh, guys, we'll see you next time. Thanks so much for listening and f- for contributing to the podcast. I hope these keep being fun for you. And I, I, I Between all these games, I'm sure you've gotten some good recommendations and I don't know. Go watch some birds. Yeah. <laughs> and watch Hunter Hunter. <laughs> yeah, because the Uvo Gein and Kurapika fight is badass. I get I got through that. Lo- Hell yeah. I got through it over the weekend, and I'm like, I don't really like Kurapika, but like I was like, this fight is pretty sweet. And watching Gon punch Hisoka in the face is probably the highlight oh, yeah. of me. <laughs> well, Hisoka he had a straight orgasm when that happened, so. Ugh. He's he's a, he's a freak. All Look, right, my boy's weird. It's okay. Yeah, he's real weird. <laughs> All right, guys, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. See ya. Tweet, tweet.